Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Karma credit card was filled, that was fine. Turned out to be a blessing in disguise. There is no past, there are no problems, and the future is a crux. Then there can be no now. And Maine came up there about 11 and said he had had hard luck, dry spells, and poking fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode 109. And um, we're going to take some time out, maybe shake it up a little bit this episode, um, and talk a little bit about Colonel Bruce Hampton, who just passed away last week, uh, a week ago actually, from our recording. He he crossed paths with Fish a, a lot, um, and John was even there, Fish was even there um, on the first, and um, obviously uh, Trey paid some respect to him later on, so we're going to talk about maybe his little interactions with Fish and that stuff, and um, I'm here with Jonathan, and Jonathan is uh, 
He's going to talk Hi about there. it a little bit too. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, sad news uh, the, about Colonel Bruce, of course. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing him play with ARU a few times in the way back. and uh, The Aquarium and Rescue he, Unit? Yes. and been around he, for a while. He and they were awesome and continued to be forever. And, um, you know, he was, uh, he like touched and influenced so many in our scene. And of course, going way further back for those who were, you know, Atlanta or, you know, Georgia, that, you know, Southern base, they know him from even further back. You know, he started with the Hampton Grease Band and uh, I think he played with Zappa and um, Hampton Grease Band had one of the lowest poorest selling records of all time on their label yes. <laughs> and uh but at the same time you know they played the atlanta pop festival in 1970 which had um a little band called the uh the almond brothers band and this uh this group called the grateful dead who i think were uh early death metal group <laughs> yeah um, i think there, there's probably a podcast out there about them somewhere yeah, somewhere. Um, I listened to, I re-listened, I should say, to the uh, Hampton Grease Band set from the Pop Festival. Man, it is crazy. It's crazy. You should all go look for that. You know, and so many people probably already know, and if they didn't, they might have seen in one of the many articles uh, and other pieces and things about him, you know, that he was, you know, kind of had a renaissance in his career uh leading the aquarium rescue unit in the uh late 80s early 90s jam band explosion and they were part of the original horde thing and then um colonel bruce moved on and started some other bands of course fiji mariners the code talkers and and all throughout that time they were you know they kept crossing paths with fish either fish was in atlanta or they were all somewhere else in North Carolina or what have you. And, um, you know, they yeah, shared they were, the stage. Colonel Bruce was up in Burlington a few times too, as, as yeah. we'll play later. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, naturally a stop on the jam band scene. That was, you know, a key point and still is apparently. So, yeah. um, yeah, so he was, he was everywhere and uh, he provoked people to kind of circumvent the obvious and inspired them to, right rise to ever greater heights uh in their music one of the things i wanted to say number one he's only a few months older than my dad so it kind of hit home yeah Um, but secondly um he just what you know they crazy wild on stage antics but he just looked like a normal like southern dude you know what i mean like there was nothing well sometimes he wore like some some crazy outfits but um (laughs) he just looked like you know somebody be my dad and he was a he's an awesome guy with a ton of imagination and also we have to mention that his his birth name his given name was gustav valentine berglund the third yeah that's a hell of a name <laughs> doesn't, um, doesn't really roll off the tongue like colonel bruce exactly yeah he was uh he would have been a hell of a dad to have and i think he was a bit of a father figure sort of elder statesman during that and during that early jam band burgeoning thing in the 80s 90s and and continued in that role uh and i I think he may have been okay with that role he definitely you know mentored a lot of folks brought them up um i read this or i actually didn't read it all i touched on a little bit of this uh 
Alan Paul interview, a uh, friend of the podcast, former guest yeah. Alan Paul, sure. uh, with with the Colonel, and he talked about how he was like the minor league for for bands. He would just bring in artists yeah. up, players up, and then yeah. sending them off to the big time. And uh, I mean, if you look at oh, the cats in ARU, they're a perfect example. Um, speaking of Alan Paul, he did a, an excellent uh, profile on uh, the life and uh, legacy of the colonel that you can find on the Wall Street Journal. Um, we'll try to tweet it out uh, tomorrow or whenever we put this thing up so uh, so people can find it more easily. And I think to um, highlight maybe his, his personality more, like it, it sure seems like he and Mike got along pretty well. Um, and, you know, he was even in Outside Out, and I think he played on Inside In or – um, well, I mean, Outside Out kind of became a collaboration between the two, from yeah. what I understand. Um, they both, as Mike told it, they both simultaneously came to the idea of an outstructional guitar right. video. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's a bizarre film that makes complete and total nonsense and just... <laughs> Which I think in a way that just that, what that hangs for. together just right, you know. Yeah, yeah I dig yeah, it. Exactly. Cool, cool. So we're gonna. Um, well, do we have any news? RJ is in London because that's how he rolls. As far as you Big and time I, we're, we're yeah, we're we're just parenting and working like normal human beings, adults. And uh, I, um, well, I think I think by the time this is out, I'll go ahead and and shamelessly plug that there should be a third episode of the uh, Broke Down podcast up by the time folks are hearing this. Check it out. Last episode, episode two was really good. Um, Thank so you. Good work on that. And now you've set yourself a pretty high bar. So. <laughs> yeah. Well. Just re- it's just peaks remember, and valleys. Peaks just remember and valleys. this. You know, your job with the HF pod is not permanent. So you got to. You know. What? I don't know. I think I need to have a talk with HR. <laughs> no slacking. <laughs> anyway, obviously we all slack. Um, so yeah, I mean, Trey's out on tour. Trey's um, been killing it. Covered covered the basically frightened um, on the second, right? The morning or the the next day it was a great great tune. Uh, yeah, that's that a great song. Shows are pretty quickly up on on live fish, and they're all really really good. I, I've talked about it, and they're making great music for sure. Yeah, I've listened to a little bit of it, and I have uh, some more on deck to check out. But it's cool. great stuff. And, um, of course, summer tour, we, we're calling it a tour, uh, With right? Quotes, air quotes, it's, right? Yeah. It's, it's quickly, bearing, quickly bearing down upon us uh, mm-hmm. as the temperatures rise. Uh, it gets yeah. closer and closer to showtime. So yep. we're all very excited for that. Exciting stuff, man. I think it's going to be really cool. I think they're going into it, looking forward to it. Um, Trey's going to be well-versed or greased and um, should be great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I won't get to see them until the end of the uh, Baker's Dozen, but uh, I think it'll be great. Well, that's perfect. So uh, you want to get into some music? Yeah, let's do it. Let's play them just so what what we're going to do is we're just going to, you know, play you a thing. We'll come back and talk about it and uh, play you another thing. So uh, first thing we've got is one of the earliest recorded collaborations i think it's one of the earliest ones that we have any info on um is uh when aru with colonel bruce sat in with fish at tipitina's in new orleans on 
November 7th, 1991. Oh, yeah, yes. a long time ago. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit in the way back. Let's just play it, and we'll talk about it after. Here it is.
All right, so November 7th, 91 from Tipitina's in Nolens, um David Bowie with Fish with the ARU sitting in. I, I hope everybody liked it. I liked it. It's different. It's not wild or crazy. Um, I think you, you mentioned the same thing, Jonathan, but it's, oh, yeah. um, it's wonderful. It's a little different. You know, there's like a, a few different parts that aren't normal Bowie, and that's, I'm sure, influenced by the guests. Yeah, you, you can hear them uh, playing on it, and it, yeah, you'd think maybe from this uh, modern perspective, looking at who all these people are, you might think it gets really wild, and there's some of that later in the show, um, in our show, but uh, this one is still pretty tight jamming, uh, but a little jazzier, uh, perhaps, than might be the norm for... Easy too, is, is kind yeah. of what I take from Colonel Bruce a lot, too. It's not... It's funny he gets pushed into the jam band genre, but you know it's 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 really bluesy and jazzy like you were saying. Oh um, yeah, he comes from so. he comes from that uh, Paul Alan Paul. I'm gonna keep citing him because mm-hmm. his, his profile was so good. Everybody should read it. Uh, talks about how he you know used to sneak in to see when he was a kid to see Bobby Blue Bland and James Brown and people like that. And nice. that's that material shows up throughout his career and all his groups, some of that stuff. Good but yeah, stuff. you can hear some of that sound, a little extra mustard on this uh, that <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> That's right. I like it. All right, so um, let's do the next one. This is uh, April 30th from 92 in Madison, at the Madison, Wisconsin, at the Barrymore Theater. Oh, yeah. Another, another sit-in. Uh, I guess we'll see on the backside of it.
All right. Wow. Uh, so things got a little wild in there. Uh, the colonel is sitting in on trombone on that tweezer, not for the whole thing, just a just a little cameo, if you will. But <laughs> I, I would say that. Um, you know, when they get, first of all, I don't have to tell you, they get really freaky on this Ebenezer. And I think that it, that and the really high energy tension jamming, just the, the way this particular version tweezer goes, it's really in his honor. I, I think they're uh, driven and inspired and it's kind of, a, it's a notable uh, performance. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, I like you said energy, there's a lot more energy than there was in that Bowie. This is kind of what I expected to come out of that Bowie. High energy, kind of taking it out there just because maybe they wanted to impress him or, you know, in his honor or whatever you want to say. So good stuff, though. They were feeling it either way. And right, uh, right. it was kind of cool that it comes out and he plays. I assume it's Fish's trombone that he had on the stage quite a bit back in those days. And so the next thing we're going to play, um, let me set this up for everybody a little bit. This is... Colonel Bruce Hampton and ARU from 1992, July 7th, 92, uh, a venue called KD Churchill's in Burlington, Vermont. So this is when ARU goes north, and the entire show featured Fishman, Paige McConnell, and Dave Grippo. And the last of these tracks, and there's a few few tracks that we'll, we're going to string together here, comes from the second set. The first are from the first set, obviously. Maybe it's not obvious. Who cares? Anyways, the last of these tracks also features uh, a gentleman by the name of Trey Anastasio. Yes, the the whole uh, number one. It's it's hard to believe that this is '92 and Fish wasn't out on the road. Um, so I guess he got lucky by going to to Burlington and and they were there. They stopped at the house to pick up some snacks and they were like, <laughs> "Oh, well, we'll go sit in with the Bruce." They had to, they had to change the, the tires on the van or whatever. Um, yeah. '92. Grippo is is well. I'm not gonna let's let's talk about it on the on the back side of it. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Cool. Basically, I'm frightened. Politicians without hobbies. I'm afraid of Jesse Helms. Control the ozone at night. If I get up in the morning, I'm scared of spies with campophonique. Ah, and basically frightened. Ah. Basically frightened. I'm scared of dogs on the window, pigeons who have names. Scared of ghost alcohol sandwich. I'm sure he got to play. Scared of applause pound. Frightened. Ah. 
basically frightened Oh, that basically TV. I stay up weeks and watch Focus on Poultry. I look at Fun with Felt. I watch Police Nurse. As I get up in the morning, oh, I'm scared of history. I'm, Lord, I'm basically frightened. I said, ah, oh, I am fighting him, ah, and
got a master plan. Sammy's got a master plan. He's got peace and happiness. Peace and happiness. Throughout the land. He's got gems. He's got the Bundy Man. Peace and happiness. Peace and happiness. Oh, throughout the land.
tell you what I would do. I would quit my preaching and I would work on the building too. Working, working on the building, or working on the building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost feeling. It's a Holy Ghost feeling. A Holy Ghost feeling, the feeling, the feeling, the feeling, the feeling, the feeling for my soul. Bruce Hampton with the Aquarium Rescue Unit, ARU, from July 7th, 92, KD Churchill's in, in Burlington. Uh, we played uh, more than one song, as you could tell. Again, the entire show was with Paige, Fish, and Grippo. And then um, the last song there uh, was with Trey. We should anyway, name the songs. Yeah. Don't you think? So uh, that was Sorry. basically Frightened into Zombie into Space is the Place, and then the last track, of course, Working on a Building. Sorry. Go ahead, Brad. What were we going to say no, thank about you. it? You've got a, such a nicer voice anyway. Um, I was going to say that I thought Grippo was a, really a standout there. And, it, and maybe it's Colonel Bruce's music that, that lends to it. But just just good times from, from start to finish on this. You, you can't go wrong adding a horn to his music. Uh, I, I think it, it pays off. And uh, everybody really puts out. And this is a good taste of what ARU was doing back then. This is... Uh, just before I first saw them, and I mean, it sounds other than the addition additional players, it sounds like the band that I first heard. Yeah, I mean, I never saw them live, regrettably, but um, I had we had tapes because they were kind of like, you know, along with you know a couple of fish tapes, I threw in an ARU tape or, or a filler, and that's always fun. And how we first oh, yeah. started to turn or I I got turned onto it so. So that was the ARU. This next clip is going to be um, another fish track. We don't feature it often on the show. Um, sometimes RJ has bad things to talk about this song, but RJ's not here. Like it. I know. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm always here. So yeah, I'll dig it. enjoy this. Yeah, four twenty three ninety four from the Fox. Thank you. 
Apparently, somebody who thinks they can actually get through the entire routine with my gear.
All right. So uh, obviously that was you and Joy and myself. Again, that was from April 23rd, 1994 at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, featuring ARU and Colonel Bruce. Uh, a pretty rocked out jam on this uh, YEM with, uh, I like the rock and roll hoochie coo jam on there. And uh, this show also featured other guests. I think um, Merle Saunders set in at some point in this show. And uh, it, was, it was a good night. And we didn't include it, but there was another song with Colonel Bruce as well. I like this one. I thought this was pretty meaty. Uh, I like it. I liked it a lot. Um, just going back, so Fish did play, um, obviously, the Fox a bunch. But it, it to me, Atlanta, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Is Atlanta is a wonderful place to go to find some... <laughs> some okay sit-in musicians or whatever maybe like tulsa or uh nashville or you know another place like that wouldn't be a bad spot but it seems like atlanta uh when you go back to these old shows and you know people like merle and um whoever come and comes by and sits in and, and this one really takes off nicely um and you know i thought it was a a, a ditty of a, a jam yeah it's a pretty good one uh speaking of jams Let's go into our next track. This is another uh, Colonel Bruce and ARU track from Burlington. And this is... Uh, Second time. Yeah, this was from 1994, March 11th. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty wild. It's just straight up jam. So uh, I'm not the spoiling anything by telling jam. you that. <laughs> so why don't you all check it out and then we will uh, talk about it.
one time, two times, one time, three times, how, one time, four times, four times, six times. March 11th, 94, at Club Metronome in Burlington, uh, was the Aquarium Rescue Unit. Now, sitting in with them is a long list of folks in this jam. Trey Page, Mark Van, Drew Emmett, Michael Ray, Dave Grippo, and Dave Gordo, uh, all there. Um, You can hear that there's a lot of musicians on stage, um, but still pretty cohesive, pretty coherent. Um, I thought it was really cool to, to... hear Trey, you know, I mean, it's one of those things yeah. that he starts to play like, Oh, there's Trey, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. So I thought it was a, it's a great, great choice that you made on this one. Yeah. It's a, it, it builds and goes somewhere and everybody's listening and it hangs together. And, uh, I, yeah, I think it's, it, this is a unique musical moment. So the, I think the bill for the night was leftover salmon opening yeah. for ARU and, uh, it's, Somehow in 1994, the fish band was still in town. They weren't out on the road yet, so they came over and and hung out and played some played some great music. They yeah, played. I uh, listened to this whole show. Um, and I, I did too. A great show. So if you're out there and you know you're you're looking for something to listen to after you listen to the HF Pod, then I would recommend it. Yeah, Trey and Paige come in and out throughout the show, as well as various members of. Uh, leftover salmon and Michael Ray and whatnot. Um, really, just man, it's good. It's really good stuff. So, you want to uh, tell them about the last thing? So, the last little uh, clip we picked is a more recent show you picked, Jonathan. September seventeenth, two thousand nine. This one's at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. It's the MGB, the Mike Gordon Band, uh, and there's a guest appearance by by Colonel Bruce himself. So um, listen to it, and we'll chat about it on the other side. 
Uh, so I picked this not only because I wanted to get a little more Mike Gordon representation, but yeah. this is one of those songs that was, it was frequently in the ARU uh, catalog. They played this okay. a lot, but right. it's a Bobby Blue Bland song. And he's, I mentioned him earlier, he's, you know, one of the Colonel's early influences and he's on the vocals on this and uh, does a great job. I, I think it's just terrific. And I think it's a good one to go out on. Yeah, it is. Mike, the Mike band's always great. Um, I think they've come a long way from 2009. Not that this was bad, but last time I saw them, um, they were more of a rock and roll band, I guess, than they were in 2009, I guess. Um, Lineups changed a little bit. Things yeah, are, they're bit. definitely right. a different group, but this group right here holds, holds it up pretty well. So uh, it's funny that I was talking about the Variety Playhouse, but I was swear I was listening to Fish at the Variety Playhouse, and that there was like ninety one, ninety two, right? Um, that they played there before they started going to the Fox. So uh, Mike's played there too. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So Colonel Bruce was just on the vocals. He's not an opera singer, but still fun <laughs> and, and brings that brings that goofiness and um, energy. Yeah, I don't think you want an opera singer on your blues track, anyways. <laughs> He's a, yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, I hope you guys have all enjoyed this. Uh, I had a lot of fun putting it together and listening to stuff and kind of going back th- in time. You said you mentioned earlier the first, you know, this is right. The, what was it? The 92 show was before you saw them. So when did you see them in 93? I saw him in 93 at the, uh, at the Bayou in DC. Oh, cool. And uh, I think that was it. I think that was the first time. And then I saw him at uh, Wilmer's Park. Oh, God. Yes. Very much enjoyable. Um, Any crazy stage antics or anything that you remember? I recall. uh, What I really remember was, actually, I I remember most being blown away by Jimmy Herring. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Just, and also the fact that the place was pretty much empty. Nice. uh, That night, which is weird. Um but, but it was it was you, great. Right? I had a, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. So th- thanks for putting it together. I know that you're working on your new broke down too. So, um, but this is a, a nice little change of pace for us. Well, uh, but we still included some fish. So, well, you, I mean, um, we are a fish podcast. We we had, but to, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed a little taste of Aquarium Rescue Unit and the Colonel. And I hope you guys, if you're not familiar, there's a lot of material out there that you can seek out. Yeah, uh, both on the archive and commercial material as well. And, yeah, the Relisten uh, app has uh, a ton of shows, and they're all yeah. You know, a lot of them are soundboard and stuff like that. So check those out. As always, thanks for for tuning in. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at HFPod. Email us helpingfriendlypodcast at Gmail. If you could rate us on iTunes, that helps. Um, and you know, please and thank you. We have a uh, a, a new kind of poll survey out um and with a project uh, we're going to work on with zach um so answer those questions if you can they're on our twitter feed and um uh, on the website as well hfpod.com so answer that and and we'll include it in in that episode so yeah hit up um if you could take the survey um it's just kind of about how fish has influenced your life and you know 
maybe the legacy of it all personally and, and globally. Um, so let us know what you think. As always, check out Jonathan's new podcast. Episode 3 will be up, if it's not already up, uh, Broke Down Pod, uh, and that's on Twitter. Um, and that's all you're going to get promotion-wise, Jonathan. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I paid this month's fee. <laughs> right. Of like, <laughs> of like two beers and, yeah, a couple, a couple late-night texts. I might have um, drank them myself, though. Yeah, right, exactly. Sweet. All right, so again, thanks everybody for tuning us in. Hit us up. It's always fun. Um, we got a couple people to respond to the Baker's Dozen. You know, if you're there all 13 nights, let's let's talk about it. Um, a couple people have, have responded. Let us know if, if anyone else is out there who's going to do it. Thanks for joining us. You got to say it, Jonathan. Oh, no, I can't. No, I, I can't. RJ's not here. We're just right. going to go out in silence. Call my credit card was filled. That was fine. Turned out to be a blessing in disguise. There's no past. There are no problems. And the future is a crux. Then there can be no now. And Maine came up there about 11 and said he had had hard luck. Dry spells and poking fun. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.